Welcome back to the Be Like Podcast. It's your boy K Sloan here with my dog. Hey John. Hey John. Nice hey, we get we got two two frequent flies returning faces, OGs of the podcast. Let them go ahead and uh reintroduce themselves to our people. Your boy Nate G. Appreciate you having me, man. Appreciate you. I I haven't redeemed all my frequent fly miles, so I'm back again. <laughs> Yeah, man, we, we appreciate you being back, Demarcus. Man, he said he's gonna be on his best behavior, Jay Jones. That's what he said. That's what he... <laughs> how you feel it, Doc. Me, yeah, I'm man, good. I'm good, blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly favored, man. MLK Day didn't pass, so you know, I thought about that a little bit, a little reflecting on a good, strong black brother, you know, that, that did a lot for us, paved the way. I thought about that. I was reflecting about that the other day. Today, Kobe lost Kobe today. Year ago. Man. Year ago. Jeez. Year ago. That's crazy, man. I know Vanessa had some long posts I saw uh, on Instagram. And I was like, man, I almost started tearing up, bro. Sad story. Like, Sad story. But, um, you know, God, God got a plan. Oh, yeah. Oh, Kobe probably say keep it moving. You know how I go. Facts. That's facts. What y'all got going on these days, man? Work, man. Working, dodging this virus, bro. That's it. Y'all better be wearing y'all mask out there trying to stay safe, too. Man, bro. Trying to, bro. Trying to, man. It's it's wild out here. Like, my daughter, my daughter, I, I be, she the one I be worried about. Cause, you know, the kids, they, they be, you know, they don't think nothing about it. They be, ah, like, nah, you, you can't. You can't. <laughs> Not yet. It ain't gone yet. Not yet. Nah, for real. Marcus, what you got going on, man? Well, we had COVID on house, but I'm negative. Word? Well, yes. It's a... <coughs> Y'all gonna hear me cough a couple times. <laughs> uh, it's different, man, like to, to, to watch somebody go through it and have to go through the symptoms and stuff. And we had nothing really elaborate, but uh, my son, Brent, yeah, for y'all knowing skin and bones, but uh real uh testing time when you when you when your son like I I can't breathe. Like, wait, okay, what? So uh yeah, he went through that stage. We had some flu-like symptoms, body aches, whole nine. When they say take two weeks, it it took about about 10 or 11 days. So yeah. Thank God he good though. You know, everybody's still good and upright, man. That's, yeah. the That's the blessing in it because you know they don't really even know. I'm I don't, are y'all doing the vaccine thing? Is that child like are y'all y'all doing the vaccine? Yeah, ain't doing you the get vaccine. It the, you get the real questions early. So, <laughs> I want to be like the 15th wave of the vaccine. If if there is 15 waves of vaccine before me, I might take it. I need I'm gonna say it like this. I got a client that is a pharmacist and she's been mixing the vaccine. She told me she ain't taking it yet, so I ain't taking it till she do. Fair my enough. Girl, my girlfriend used to be a pharmacy tech. She said, you know, to, to, to actually get uh, a bona fide vaccine, it takes like three, four, five years to actually get it to where it should be considered a vaccine that should be uh, shareable, but you know, they, they got it in less than a year and then they told us it was 90% done and then next thing you know, they had a I was like, okay. 
Yeah, bro. I mean, this nation's history with vaccinations is um uh, less less than stellar. So um, <laughs> less than stellar. So I, I'm I'm gonna hold off um education. I'm pretty sure they're gonna try to force it on us pretty soon here because you know the educators gotta be there for the kids and things like that. They got a lot of concerns at home and we at school right now. So um, but I'm kind of say what. I'm so glad I teach online. Me. I mean, I do too. I do too. But right now we we converting because we're we're at we're in the classroom and we're teaching the kids online from the classroom. So mm. we'll bring the kids back. Uh, we'll bring them back February first, and then start to have them in the classroom. You know, have about five to four kids spaced out. Keep their desk walking down uh the hallway in the same direction and trying to see if we can effectively do what nobody knows if anybody can do yet so it's coming that's, that's better than stuff i've heard from other teachers in different districts that's all i'll say i don't want to throw nobody into the bus but don't say the district don't say the district but how wide are they getting like what are they what they got going on i know from very personal accounts that uh there's way too many kids in these classes there's no social distancing going on so you know i mean it, it hasn't been that bad i will say that you know as the caveat to it it hasn't really been that bad but at the same time you never really know so no nope. never really know so i, I, I i'm i don't know man i i just like like jay jones said i'm gonna have to be like the 16 17 wave of that thing because I know people be online, they be just got my vaccine. I'll be like, man, that's good. Like, I, I'm gonna go ahead and keep an eye on you and see how that kind of works out. Like, let's see if you keep posting. I know you're gonna have to go for a couple rounds now. It ain't just one, it ain't just one, but uh, they, they never told us it was 100% or foolproof or anything, so that, that's kind of disheartening too. Like, they never really was like, this is it, we got you. No, yeah. well, you can't know. That's the like you said, it takes four to five years. You can't know because you can't do a for real study on it yet. We can't even have an idea. You have no idea what's going to happen a year after the vaccine right now. I know no matter how this all works out, um, I mean, we got to be you know in the right mental space. And then thinking about that, I wanted to go ahead and jump at these topics because the market's got some stuff he wanted to share so demarcus go ahead and, and touch on what we done talked about a little bit and you know what i'm saying the group the group a little bit what what, what you got for us well, the, the question i posed to everybody and everybody <clears throat> kind of jumped on it i think everybody was kind of ready to get to it but it is uh what does masculinity mean how is it achieved signs of masculinity on display are you a man how do you know you're a man and you know, at the last part, this, all, all the beginners described your transition, your transition from a boy to a man. Mm. So uh, first, I would just like everybody take their turns and be like, "What what does masculinity mean to you?" So, and I'll take that. To me, masculinity uh, it means to be comfortable within your own skin and truly love um, relentlessly. You know, loving in all ways, like really showing what, you know, straightforward. You got to be straightforward. You got to be honest. You want to be righteous. You want to be true to yourself. You know, to me, that's what I identify with when you talk about masculinity. When the first thing I think of is like righteous. Mm. What is you? You. 
truly you and you're being that. And I don't I don't put anything else on that. And I think a lot of times you get that um what's hot right now is the toxic masculinity. You know, everybody kind of addresses that a lot of times because of the different um identifications that are going around now as regards to you know people being able to see themselves in different lights no matter what they are born as <clears throat> but um i think as a man you should be able to be a man like it masculine your masculine should be your true self like you know that's that's my opinion on that when you say that but i'll let y'all touch on that a little bit i think that's a, a good way to say it man is be your true self because if we look at the definition of masculinity, it's pretty vague, bro. Honestly, the, the way that we define masculinity is, is kind of just a social construct, I think, right? In, in the sense of when we talk about humans, we're saying a man is gonna be what? Like more muscular, more aggressive, different things like that, which can't be traced to masculinity. But where a lot of times when I think about human nature, I think about animal nature as well, right? And in the animal kingdom, it's the exact opposite, actually, right? Women are the hunters. Women are the aggressors and the protectors and things like that, right? So I don't know if it's necessarily always those things. I think that it's truly, like you said, just being honest with yourself, bro. Be honest about what you are. And I don't really love the term alpha and beta. I think that kind of gets used a little bit too much. Yeah, but I think that's really what masculine and feminine are talking about, right? Maybe it's a alpha beta, maybe it's a more logical, emotional approach, however you want to look at it. We start attributing different characteristics, but I mean, we know for the for that matter, I would say my mom is very masculine, right? I ain't mm. never had a question that she was a woman, right? I know that's my mom's. I never had any question like that, but when we talk about characteristics, she's one of the more masculine people i know my father as well but you know i think it can be both of those right so it's really just up to the person it's up to what you want to make it yeah masculine to me probably one of my favorite words to uh definition for me well one part of the definition is respect um the respect you give and the respect you get to me it's like uh see a masculine person you know, usually, like like they said, man or woman, male or female, they usually give respect, but they also usually give respect, you know? So to me, I mean, like I say, respect is really one of my favorite words because you usually don't have any problems when you give respect and you get respect. You kind of just, you know, <laughs> you're there, people around you, y'all having fun, y'all doing y'all thing. So uh, to, to, to kind of continue what y'all were saying too, I mean, I agree with everything what y'all were saying, but you know, I just wanted to add, I think respect would be a big part of uh, being masculine. Did you say respect and being masculine? Can you elaborate on that? What what are they respecting? What 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 are you respecting as far as the, the masculine uh, perspective? Uh, like a man of my word, uh, just kind of like they said, honesty, being myself, just 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 having respect for myself and others, kind of sort of. It's uh just meaning what I say, uh, not really taking stuff from people, you know? I mean, you know, as long as you don't put your hands on me, it's cool, but you know, just uh, words don't really mean much. Just having respect, people people seeing you and like, man, that's a that's a good dude, that's a respectful dude, uh, uh, nice dude, treats everybody good. Just 
all around respect, I should say, just all around respect. And then I want to add to that real quick. Like to me, when you talk about that respect, um, I think it's important for someone that's identifying themselves. Like you're saying, like, okay, we talk about masculinity. That's that's good, right? It's seeing it. It's it's when I can see a man across from me, he has a thought, and I respect his thought, even though I don't agree with it. <coughs> That's that's masculinity at its at its core to me. It's like I can I can say like we in the room together and you doing something that's not right to me and I can speak my mind to you, but I still respect you enough to not call you out your name. I respect you enough not to do something behind your back that's you know uh, something that can't be respected and things like that. Like we we have to be able to move within that that code. You know I think men and we talking about it's not just men like Nate said it could be a uh, it could be a woman with masculine qualities and it could also be men with feminine traits, you know, femininity. Mm -hmm. Like we, we have a balance. I believe everybody has a balance. You have to have a balance. Polarity makes a human. So like we talking about that, that respect, like Jay Jones said, man, that's the big part of it. It's that respect. You got to respect the logic behind another man, the logic, the mind. That's why the comfort comes in that masculine presence. Sometimes when, you know, you know, they're using logic. Like even though your logic isn't my logic, I can respect your logic because you have like you have your own experiences that cultivate that, and I think that's something that you know we gotta be sure to, you know, hone into if we're talking about tapping into that true masculinity, that good, positive, uh, beneficial masculinity. I like that. I like that a lot, especially the word logic. I think that's that's one that definitely comes up for me a lot when we talk about masculinity. Um, I know personally probably at the risk of being what is it misogynistic or something but i've always kind of had a, a perception that men have more logic or use logic more than women do which may not be true honestly I, I, it's not something i want to hold to i don't think that it's always true there are plenty of women who use logic right but when it comes down to a lot of times we're trying to separate emotional thinking from logic-based thinking and we're calling that masculine versus feminine right so a lot of it, like I say, it's kind of social constructs, man. It really is like, like drill. No, I'm the I'm the dictionary of it, right? I, I love words. I'm always looking up words and stuff, right? And when we asked that question this morning, first thing I did was just look up the definition, and it's physical. A lot of it, right? We're talking about like one of the first things that popped up was like literally just saying you have muscles, right? You like a chiseled dude, you got muscles. Um, sure, that could be a very masculine look. Because if we see a woman that's very buff and things like that, we might not think that she's necessarily soft, feminine looking like a woman. So I think a lot of it kind of comes from what we draw with just physical characteristics, right? We see big six, four dude, dude go chop down a tree, you know, build a house, whatever it is, what you gotta do, <laughs> be a man, right? We see the five, three woman oh, cook or take care of the kids, like, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't mean that everybody has to fit into that though. So, I, th I think that that femininity, though, you know, let's not act like that's weak, though. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, like it ain't weak, though. That motion that is dominated because the, the woman has a, a natural gift to be a little more emotionally uh, aware, conscious. Like if you walk into a room during a business meeting, you want to bring a woman with you so you can find out who the snakes in the room. Cause she mm -hmm. gonna feel that before you do because you're more logical, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it, it, X X plus Z and then moves to this, and it's like, okay, like that makes sense. Okay, let's let's go ahead and do the deal. And she like, hold up, like, nah, something ain't right. 
And you got you to be able to trust that. That's why we got to keep, you know, our mamas close, keep our girls close, keep our, our daughters close, whoever, we got, women we got in our life because they have that intuitive uh, nature to them. It's a little more vast than ours, man. That's why, I like, they... Go ahead. No, I was saying that's that, that's that balance. Yeah, that's a, that, that balance. balance. In between mm -hmm. the relationship, that's a great balance. Mm-hmm. We need that, man. We need that. Like that's why, like when you said that, I like. I think it's it's important that you have both present. If if you got, you know, you talking about masculinity. If the woman, if a woman in a situation is is more masculine, like my mom's guy has a lot of masculine traits. You know, she she's a very uh goal oriented, task oriented. She she goes and takes care of business. She knows how to do this, this, and this. But um, I know she does have that that emotional side that's a lot more tapped into mine, man. It, it's like. I, I try to be a uh how what well, how should I say it a student of that man like I try to try to soak up that game as far as the emotions because that's the creativity that's that you know that's that space where we make music we create art we uh get out of our you know concrete thinking that task addiction because we as men we can do that we can get addicted to task. That's, that's dope that you said music because think about a lot of artists, bro. Artists we usually call artists kind of feminine. In a mm -hmm. sense, right? Not necessarily the rappers that we have, not trap rappers and stuff like that, but the first thing that popped to mind was Prince, one of the best <laughs> artists of all time, right? Boy. And I would definitely say more feminine than masculine. Blouse, but gay blouses. Well, it goes back to what you and uh, Jarrell brought it up. Prince gets a lot of respect for what he does. Like, you know, all the jokes aside, everybody talks about the perception of how he looks. Mm. They always tell you about his voice and how his creativity and how, you know, demanding he was about his product. So, respect. Two, two things <laughs> I know we got to go to another, another topic, but this is the last thing. Uh, I was reading that, uh, especially since the 60s, that we equate uh, two major topics to masculinity. That's sexuality and monetary value. Hmm. Like if you don't have money, and I, you hear it in our songs too, but if you don't have no money, I don't respect you as a man. And if you ain't, you know, uh, just moving the boats around in the bedroom, then you ain't a man either. Like that's the two qualities that, that kind of get shopped out as if these are the qualities you want to see in a man. Like how do y'all feel about that? Like that's, it's in our music, it's in, it's in advertising, it's in everything. Like. It's the easy one. That's that's the physical, right? That's what's easy to say, dude, you should be able to do something physical or go and be the provider, <laughs> right? And that's why I referenced the animal side of it because, again, total inverse of it, right? Is I don't know that that's necessarily getting away from nature or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not gonna get into that, but we try to force everybody into one box, right? We try to say, you have to go and do this to be a man. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, you know? But like the other question is, how do you know that you're a man, right? Mm -hmm. Just because you make a lot of money, that doesn't necessarily make you a man. Just because you're good in the bedroom doesn't make you a man, right? So. Yeah, that's some that's some low frequency stuff right there, man. That's, that's that low, low, low frequency because how, mm -hmm. How can we say that <clears throat> this is a world that needs balance and we sitting here trying to say that you define by your money? It's like, 
if you if you define a man by his money then that means a man with no money can never be rich but it would have happened to the soul component like what about what's sitting inside of that man you know that, because the money is only a reciprocation for your value of who you are like people pay you they should be paying you for what you bring into their life you know this like the service and um i think that's a message that we need to get out more because you know the that's that's just that's that toxic masculinity i was speaking on that's that's exactly what that is that's that you know you, like you said everything has to be physical it has to be physical it has to be money wise and it has to be like it has to be something that everybody socially accepts like it's like this is a man right here this is a man's man but it's yeah. like you know what i'm saying it's a man's man but it's like like what you how you how can you say that's a man's man you don't even know what that man does out in this world that you never can measure you can't measure everything this man does like um that's that's crazy though uh, but you know I, i've been there though i've been in those conversations i mean you know you hear those conversations like in the barbershop you know what i'm saying you hear those conversations um you know over drinks with the partners you know the jokes that get made things like that but i think it's, it's important that we kind of ditch that so we can be able to really tap in as as you know real men if we want to say we real men and really be balanced and whole you know it ain't just about you know no bread or no sex i mean that's some animalistic type <laughs> barbarian beast uh you know what i'm saying like bro like you put the word leadership on it, bro. Honestly, oh, I, I think leadership is, is a big, big part of it. And I, I, on a grill, I kind of thought about that. We were watching that show, The Crown, on Netflix earlier. And uh, spoiler alert, I don't know if y'all watched it or not. But it was a, a episode, they had an accident in Wales or something, like a coal mine accident. And the queen was very reluctant to go over and be a part of, you know, condoling the people and everything like that on the, the sense of that's not what tradition is, right? Her husband on the other side went, and I think it was the, like the Duke of Edinburgh, I think is what his title is, right? So he goes and he came back kind of shaking from it, right? And she asked him like, did you weep? That was her question to him. And he kind of looked at her like, why did you ask me that? Like, <laughs> what does it matter if I did or not? Yeah. And he, he went on and answered, he says, you know, not only did I weep, that broke me into a thousand pieces. Anybody who would have been there, that would have broke you into a thousand pieces, right? And to me, that was leadership because giving y'all the whole episode, that forced her to go in and kind of be like, okay, I am the queen. Let me go and condole my people, things like that. That's leadership to me though, right? Yep. Putting your heart out there. Putting your heart out there. That's that's when you build that trust. That's mm -hmm. when you build that trust. When you, when you show your transparency, especially transparency. to... Yeah, especially to your woman, man. Your woman not gonna trust you till you show that transparency. You know what I'm saying? That's when she knows she can trust you. That's when that's when any anybody know they can trust you. Any group that follows you, any if you lead or anything, that's that's the hallmark of it. So I'm with that. I'm with that. Well, but, the uh, second part. Did we answer the second part? What uh, it was uh can you describe your transition from a boy to a man? Like, it was there, there was there a, a, a certain period, a certain season, uh, something that you learned? Was there something that was like, you know what? Uh, I'm not a boy no more. You know, I put away childish things. I'm a man now. Like, I, I'm I'm taking the responsibility of actually being a man, standing on my own two feet. Is there something uh, that stands out in your your past, uh, your history that says, uh, 
I've, I've, I've made a transition. Or, or, or y'all feel like y'all are men right now. I mean, some some men are still in boy stages. So. What you think, Jay Jones? I I, I got I, I want Jay Jones to go because I, I got I got something to say about what he says. Whatever he says, I got something to say about that. What you think, Jay Jones? Oh, I got um, something to say. I think uh, a lot of mine just like when I knew I was a man. Uh, you you get a certain feeling of protection around, especially women, but the people you around, you kind of feel like you're supposed to leave and protect, and you kind of have a feeling that you just get. You wake up and you feel it. And another thing is, um, it's bad. It's kind of bad. It's a bad quality, I should say. But um, it's hard to ask when when I just like when I felt like I was a man is when I was like I can deal with it. I can fix it. I can do everything. I don't want to ask for help. I can. I got this. Don't worry about it. I'm a man. You know what I'm saying? And I had to kind of uh, <laughs> graduate from that. I had to like grow up because I had to. I, that's that's a man quality. But we need not to be like that because that just builds more stress. It builds, you know, when you do everything by yourself, it kind of hurts you at the end. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like I said, mine's more the protection I felt over my sister, just any woman in my family, really anybody in my family, you know, paying phone bills, you know, paying stuff off, or taking girls out, paying everything. But also that I got this. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about me. I, I'm good. You know, <laughs> I ain't a boy. Don't worry about me. So that was my thing. Okay. What's okay. Up, well, the reason why I said I wanted to piggyback off of that is because it's funny that Demarcus brought that up because I remember when I was at Hard Simmons and um during that time I was very, very uh how I put it, man, eccentric, man. I was out there. I was just real wild in regards to like my funds, in regards to my oh. management of my time, uh just a lot of things. I didn't really have a structure. And I remember like <clears throat> I remember I used to talk to Jarrell sometimes, I used to be like Bro, what you about to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what what do you what do you got going on uh this weekend? And he'd be like, I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay. I'd be like, brother, we should do this and this and this. And he'd be like, I'ma sit on my couch. And I'd be like, all right. And I and I remember I used to try to pick his brand and be like, why don't you do nothing? And then he broke it down to me financially why he felt like he didn't need to go out. And I think that was one of those times in my life. Where he was probably one of the only people he don't know it, bro. But he was one of the only people I knew that was really thinking like that in my circle. That was really thinking about, you know, financially the plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I about to do with my money? Um, what what am I gonna do with my time to keep myself out of situations I don't need to be in? And when I think about the transition from a boy to a man, I think it has nothing to do with age. Again, I think it has nothing to do with age, it has everything to do with maturation. And I think we all mature at different speeds. Um, you could be a 45-year-old boy, I believe. You know, the, I, I don't think that maturation, because sometimes certain needs don't get met. You don't really get that guidance. You don't get in those circles. You just don't mature. You still have boyish ways. And we're talking about man. I heard it explained one time is uh, man is like the root, the root of manager. So a manager, it, he's in charge of men. He leads the men. So a man is a leader of self. Like, so if you're unable to lead yourself, then you are not a man. And if you need somebody else to lead you, then you can't call yourself a man. You are a boy. You need to be taken care of and you need to be guided all the time. You are still a boy. And that's that's a realization. That, and I, when I came to that realization, that's when I was like, okay, that's when I'm I'm aiming to get to that point. Because to be honest with y'all, it's still I'm still in that process. 
I'm not even going to sit here and say like, oh, I'm all the way a man's man or nothing like that because I know there's ways about me and I'm still trying to kick habits. I'm still trying to kick so I can become, you know, more the man that my family needs because I believe that we want to be able to protect and provide, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's why I had to bring that up because I know that was something that fun. Hey, Demarcus, I don't know what y'all didn't learn or what you didn't <laughs> what gave you the spit, but man, I remember that was something like, Jay Jones, he he would he would never spend reckless amounts of money with me. Like he would never go. I'd be like, Jay, you ain't trying to do it. Like, no, nah, I'm good. And I was like, uh, I guess I'll penny pinch this weekend. I'll be just... <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, he been like that too. Yeah. <laughs> boy, boy, I, I blew money every day in college. <laughs> yeah, Nate. Yeah, Nate. Ain't nothing wrong if you got it, but one thing that was uh and Everybody knows Gerald on a personal tip. So one thing that was amazing about him, watching him grow up behind me, uh, I took on a lot of responsibilities that I probably wasn't even ready for, but I just took them on. Cause I was just like, ain't nobody else gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. So he got to watch me fall and falter and probably still watching me fall and falter. But that's one thing that, that's great about him is that he doesn't have to experience it to learn from. So, Gerald, you know, he went to college, did his thing, whatever. Then I had my own place. And I'm like, you can do whatever. He, he had a key to my apartment. You know, you can do whatever. He's like, you know what, bro? I just want to chill, man. I, I don't even want to do nothing. I'm not even going to tell anybody I'm here. I just I just want to chill. Like, I, I don't understand this whole party and thing. I said, you caught it a whole lot faster than me because I was a strip club king. I was going, <laughs> going up. Going everything. And, and I got to a point I was like, so I'm gonna go spend 50 to 200, 300, whatever. I'm gonna go spend all this money for a day. Really don't even enjoy myself and what? That's it. People can say that we was at the same place at the same time. And then hell, in my circles, sometimes I was paying for the next person. I was like, oh no, I'm not doing this no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fine for a day though. Fine for a day. Every blue moon, I come yeah. up, I come from under the rock. Every blue moon. <laughs> Patrick, come balance, about it. Bro, you gotta have balance. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, and I, I think, and one more thing before you know, saying we we go into something else. When you talk about the markets, like I know they, I was listening to, uh, I was actually in a training. It was for uh, English language arts. Uh, it was like a literacy training that they did for our job, and they were talking about you know strategies to raise a child or student bring a student up in literacy or you know just ways to to help kids and they said the thing about control like the rule of control is like parents that or leaders or whoever is in charge of kids when they put a strong hold on their you know surroundings and they give that person no freedom then they grow up wanting freedom like they just yearn for freedom but when you give them that freedom of choice or at least a facade of it and they feel like they can, you know, do whatever, then it actually lets them let go of that want to just do whatever. It's just like, oh, well, maybe maybe I'm doing what I want to do right now. And I think, Jay Jones, you explained it to me before. It's like you never felt like you had, like, a stronghold on you in no situation like that. So maybe that helped, like, with your development because they talk about that a lot. Like, the more you put, like, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, and the more they're going to fight and fight and try to get more control back, you know yeah. what I'm saying, because they have none. My, in the inverse. My, dad, my dad used to say, call me and tell me where you're going. That was the rule. That's it. I had no curfew. <laughs> I had no nothing. It was like I get home at five in the morning, stumble to the room. He'd be like, 
You have fun? I'm like, mm-hmm. Go to bed. <laughs> in the bed. In the bed. That's real though, man. I definitely agree with that. Because I still had a curfew, but my mom's was kind of the same way. Like, go live your life. And my mom told me straight up, I think I was 15. She said, I ain't taking you to the doctor, and I ain't being the grandma. That's it. Okay. Big rule. Still ain't a grandma. That puts the responsibility on on you at an early age. This choice is going to affect you and your life. You make it, and you live with it. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. That's powerful to be able to make those choices. And when you make a mistake, you know it was all you. Did nobody push you into that? That was you. That was you. Mm-hmm. Sit down with it. Made your bed, you lay in it. But um, man, let's segue though. Let's segue to the to this topic right here though that Nay had on here talking about that life planning. You know what I'm saying, Mister Mister Life Guy, the Life Thanks. Guy. We we need to hear about that. Well, so I'm gonna yeah. bring you back to uh, what we started with, just talking about COVID. That's really where I got the the original topic from, like talking about having life insurance and things like that, like actually planning the more serious events in life. Um. One, condolences to the family. My brother-in-law's mother just recently passed away. So Miss mm. Kim, you know, rest in peace. Please. But that was another wake-up call, honestly, for me. I think for him as well. We were talking about that yesterday. Um, it, it's important, bro, like have a will, have things planned and have things set up. And it's something I've known. Again, my mom, my mom did such a good job with raising us. That was, again, like 15, 16 years old. She gave me her power of attorney told me, you know, like, this is what's going to happen in the event of, you never know, you can not make it through the night, right? So you never know, just having that in my mind, it's like, now I can look back and say, eh, I probably didn't do a good job of planning, right? I didn't really do a good job of setting up things to be taken care of in the event of, right? But you got time, hopefully, to do that. And so that was, that's just one that I wanted to share, you know, on having a plan you really never know what's gonna go on even you know when my grandfather passed just the it wasn't even a bad situation but we had to go and do a court appearance just to verify literally that my dad and my uncle were my grandfather's only two kids and that me and my cousin are his only two remaining grandchildren right Mm -hmm. and in the moment it was like man how crazy could this be Right, we talking about getting my grandfather's estate, which it wasn't, you know, anything crazy. But what if, what if you just lose all of that because you're not prepared? What if somebody off the street come in and can prove something that you don't know mm. because things weren't set up, right? Yeah. I think it's it's about just taking the precautions on that side. But the other side, like life planning, setting your life the way that you want it to look, right? What Jarrell is talking about, not going out and doing the extra not being on the scene all the time. Set yourself up for the financial freedom that you want to have. Set yourself up to be around the people that you want to be, be in the circles that you want to be in. You have to move accordingly to that, man. I think a lot of people have dreams for life and dreams without action. You just sleep, right? Sleep, you sleep, you sleep. And then you don't never want to get in that position where you pass early and now your family members is fighting over your belongings they fighting over your money they fighting over, you know what i'm saying or you know you get somebody you love that you care about and we don't y'all don't have a plan for that person and then now it's like man you gotta come out all this money for funeral arrangements and things like that and i've seen that a lot man my girl actually works in title 
she works in title and they, she talks about it all the time how families come in and they literally it gets ugly like almost you know ready to throw blows behind you know the wheel you know what i'm saying the, the money that wasn't really designated it wasn't really supposed to go here or there maybe a property so it's like man i, I have been thinking about that a lot man and i think COVID has definitely shined a light on that um aspect of things because like we don't we never know man and you don't never want to get caught in that position with your pants down uh for lack of better terms <laughs> straight up hey, i know he's <laughs> hey for real though you don't want to you don't want to get caught up, man. Man, like man like i wish it was a it was a statement in uh i think it was in black Panther, where it said a, a man that, that doesn't prepare his family for his death uh, fails his family in life or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. I forgot exactly how he worded it, but it was you know when his when Black Panther's father passed away or whatever. But he was telling him he, he had already set him up with all the tools to be next king and all that stuff. Like it was saying like for a man that doesn't, doesn't prepare a family for his death fails his family in the long run. Like that's that's really true. Like that's one of the things about man masculinity. Like spend, standing on your own two feet, being a leader. And foreseeing the big picture instead of like uh, even go back to the story for Gerald, like see the big picture instead of the little small picture where you just have fun for a day. Like I gotta make sure that y'all keep going and progressing in the right direction, uh, even if I'm not here. So y'all yeah, might take my black card. Y'all might take my black card though, real quick. I still ain't seen Black Panther. Well, I'm gonna give you the quote <laughs> that he was talking about. I just <laughs> let, let me get that. Let me get that. It was from King T'Chaka. Uh, this was in the, the scene where you need to go watch the movie for one day. <laughs> where he's talking to his father post-mortem. And uh, King T'Chaka tells him, a man who has not prepared his children for his own death has failed as a father. Have mm -hmm. I ever failed you? That was his question to him. And his son responded, never, right? And that was kind of in the movie you will see that was his like kick of saying, okay, I can do this. I am actually ready. Because there's a doubt sometimes on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's hard to, it, nobody wants to think about death. And then, you know, especially being our age, you're like, ah, oh, 30, 40, 50. You just, I mean, even before COVID, <laughs> talk about COVID, before COVID, man, death is yep. everywhere. I mean, you get in the car, you could not get out of the bed in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> You just never know, man. It we just... have examples of both of that. I know I know. me and Gerald know examples of both of that. We know a person that literally didn't get out of their bed. And we know a person that drove home from work or going to work in their car at a very young age and mm -hmm. not here. Yeah, it just, <laughs> so I mean, like y'all all said, man, you're trying to set your people up for, to, to kill. I mean, we go back to mental health and stress and all that. That's all that stuff and fighting over stuff and then splitting the family in half, that's stressful. <laughs> that's hard, you know? So if you write what you, who you want to have, whatever, <laughs> that's that, that's law, you know? Yeah. Uh, I want you to get this, I want you to get this. If y'all fight over that, that's y'all, you know? But I, I did my part, you know? <laughs> and then the second part, you know, planning, just planning life, man. Uh, at a young age, I mean, not young, at any age, really, you can start at any age, but, man, put $10 in the drawer, or, or, or like I was saying earlier, these New Year's resolutions, man, stop making plans and not doing it, man. Right. You, you say, I'm going to start doing stocks this year? 
put ten dollars in a drawer, put ten dollars in your savings every month, and, and buy a stock at the end of the year or or stock at the middle of the year, man. If if no, I'm not talking. Feel attacked, Jay Jones. I feel attacked. I feel attacked, brother. If, if, Hold up. If you say if you, gonna, if, you say, if you say you're gonna start a business, man, hey, write a business plan. You know, stop stop writing the stuff down and just putting it in a book and then throwing it to the side. I mean, hey, put it to action, man. It's, 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 I'm tired of hearing a lot of people make New Year's resolutions, and I don't even know why people do it. <laughs> it's like, why do you do it if you're not going to do it? Exactly. <laughs> why are you writing why it down? Why take you that one day to say, okay, now I'm motivated? Now I'm going to do it. And then they still don't do it. It's like they do it for two, two weeks of January, and by February, they just live in life. It's like... <laughs> Hey man, you know, write write it down, good, look at it every day, meditate with it. It sounds good, but action is hard, bro. Action is very hard. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Consistent action is hard, then. I'll say that. That's not either. What is it, old man? What what how why how we make it easy? It's hard you. for me, man. Talk to me, man. No, no, no. It, it's the it's the transition from putting the words into action. Once you get the word down, you know what the action is. Once you start the action, you got it. It's just that that transition from the actual word, whether it's the spoken word or the written word, the transitioning that from the visual to the action seems like the hardest part of people. But everybody will tell you the hardest thing to do is to start. Start. <laughs> do, yeah. do, do research an app if you want to do stocks. There's plenty of apps out here. There's Acorn. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Robin Hood. It's fidelity. Yeah, I need a link on Robin Hood. How that's your boy? I can shoot free stock. Get your free here. Get your free stock. Look, I thought yeah, that was everybody. I thought everybody got that. <laughs> yeah, we both. Do. Yeah, we'll both get a free stock. I'm just saying, man. It's, it's, do your research, and then it's really, it's really like the market said. If you have two dollars, you can buy a ten cent stock, and that'll be a start. And if, when you start and when you learn, you might like it and you might make some money. If you got $2, you can get stock at Amazon. Exactly. You can do fractional shares now. You can actually put money into Acorn and copy Acorn with some real money and put it in another account. And mm -hmm. learn it that way. Digital currency. Saying. Digital currency going crazy, though. That's, that's, hey, that's because it's not like Bitcoin is confusing. Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah. Bitcoin might be the future for a little while till the feds take over. Till the feds take over. I ain't say that. Yeah. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm listening. What's up? Hey, I ain't the SEC what listening, is, bro. They do. Currency is not real, man. We print it every day. If I can cash up you fifty dollars right now, <laughs> yeah, you will have stuff. Yeah, that's true. Not real. Like is they print it. Every single they destroy it every day too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So now yeah. you place on. You know, man. I, and I, I kind of want to go back to what y'all talking about with the uh, you know, what I what I got from what Jarrell was saying, like starting something, you started, you finish it, it's just that executing piece, man. It's like when we talking about life planning. I think what a quote that changed my life I heard from Dame Dash probably about a year ago was he said every day, you know, Dame Dash reckless. But he said every day, <laughs> he put some cuss words in the mix. We don't cuss on the podcast, but every day he said, I start something. And he said, I make sure that I finish something else. 
So he broke it in half. He said, every day I start one thing and I finish something else. And that's what makes me a boss. Like he's like, that's that's why I'm able to lead the life that I want to live. That's why I don't have nobody I answer to is because I always start something and finish something else. And um, I guess a lot of different people say it a lot of different ways, but it comes down to that execution, man. It's just like, if you don't execute on things, um, especially when you're talking about a plan for your life, you can write you can write out whatever you want to write out now. You can literally have pages and pages of plans. You know, like I know some people, they like they color code it all and they put stars by certain things. And it's, it's good. Like I encourage writing goals. But if you write goals, you write down like 15, 20 goals and you really going to go hit like two. Then it's like, what are you doing? Like, you're not an executor. Yeah, it's like it's like you're not you're not you're not living it. You're not living that life. And um. I think that's something I constantly try to think about ways to find out to do better. Like I got to find more ways to be a better executor. It's like, I try to stay consistent with whatever I'm doing. Um, I try to keep accountability partners. Uh, I try to keep men and women in my circle that will hold me accountable. Like once I start slacking, I'm going to hear something. And if my people are not going to say nothing to me, you're not my people. Like you, you're not really, you don't love me. Like, you know, you're not, lo- you don't love me like you say you do. Not if you're not gonna hold me accountable. Like if you don't, if Jay Jones see me not posting the podcast like I'm supposed to, and he don't say nothing, then I'm gonna be like, man, like Jay Jones, he let me down because I need that. Like we need, we need each other. We need a good circle. Like we need strong people in our circle to help us out because you don't always feel like a million bucks, man. I know I'm somebody that just I don't really understand self care very well. Like I don't understand the concept. Like I'll be like running on no sleep. And then I, I be trying to give out too much to people. And I think it's it's important that, you know, you got you, you got to find a balance and just have just a good environment, a good space. You can't give from an empty cup, bro. No, you can't. No, you can't. I keep I keep trying to tell myself that, but it's, uh, man, I'm a hard head, brother. I'm a hard head. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this dude. That's one, J. Jones. That's one. <laughs> That's one. That's one. That's one. <laughs> I just thought about this. This is why you were saying it, but uh, c- completion combats fear. Mm. Fear will keep you from completing stuff. Mm-hmm. And we are taught fear. We live by fear. We die with fear. But completion will actually combats fear because just like you were saying about with Dame's dad, it's like, I finished something. Once it's finished, it's done. I've completed it. I'm good with it. I can move on to the next one. Guess what? It's going to be easier to move on to the next one and complete mm-hmm. that because then I get a mindset that I have to finish. I have to complete. And, you know, fear will keep you in the seat worried about what's going to happen. But the person with that mindset is like, uh, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But I got to go. I got to go do this. I got to mm-hmm. go complete this. I got to go finish this. You know how you get out of the fear, bro? You look at things as you gotta be in the same spot that you were before you started. Yep. That's really it. Yeah. Like it clicked in me. Like one day, Drill, you might you might know who I'm talking about. I don't know. Yeah. There was a time in college, I seen one of the most attractive young women we had at Charleston State, and she was new. And I was like, hey, well, I I feel that we should talk. I feel that I should go and introduce myself, right? And in my head, I was like, dang, bro, what if she actually leave? What if you don't pull like all of that, right? You have doubts. And I said, well, I didn't even know who she was yesterday, so what does it matter? As simple as that. Fear, like you say, is gonna hold you back, but it's not real. You're gonna be in the same spot. 
you're gonna be the same thing you were. Just because you got to know, just because something didn't work out, you the same you. And that means you just learned something. That means you had another experience and it's something for you to build off of. Yes, sir. You got to use it the right way, right? That's the thing I teach in my class, actually, is changing your stress, right? A lot of things, fear is a form of distress, right? And you have to switch into having you stress, EU stress, which is a positive stress, something that you can actually function off of. Not for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all pause. We had to think about that. False, false <laughs> evidence appearing real. That's what. That's the yeah. acronym that I was. I was taught, and yeah. you talking about that. Once, once that stress, you start to stress yourself over stuff that you fear. Now you almost delusional. Like you, you, you almost a crazy person because now this, there's these ghosts that you're running from. Like you know, he's like, you did. Like, what are you? What are you really afraid of? Like, Man. who put this in your head? Where'd you get this from? This isn't yours because you have no you have no experience with this. Yeah. So it's like that's what I think about with that, man. It, but and, and I always think, man, we made a who image. Yeah. What we have, what do we have to fear? Hey man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's big facts. That's big facts. <laughs> that's big facts. That's big facts. I mean, <laughs> I used to tell, I used to tell uh, a little bro this all the time. I don't know if you remember, but uh I uh, heard it or read it somewhere, but it was like, if God came to you here in the flesh, if he came to you in the room and said, you can do whatever you want to do, I guarantee you'll complete or you'll get it or whatever, right? <laughs> what would you do in life? And, you know, everybody's like, I'll be doing this, I'll be doing that, I'll be doing this. So why don't you? <laughs> it makes you think like, oh, I <laughs> You know, I think we we are we always forget, man. We always forget. We we from the kingdom, man. This is this is our dominion. We 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 here to do great things. God God has His favor on us, and I think sometimes we get so lost in the hustle and bustle in the movement that we forget that. And um, you know, that's why I think that <clears throat> stuff like this, when we come on the platform and we able to, you know, like we always say, be a light. You know, be able to try to transcend and be able to send a message to people that's in a dark place um, that don't really have that light, it's because they are basically ignoring it. Like you're ignoring your greatness. Like you ignoring who you really can become because of your unique gifts. Nobody else has those. And you gotta be able to tap into that, you know, at any, any given time. You just gotta be able to drop where you at and then go and, and elevate, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you can do it. Cause you, you are that, you are that supreme. You are. And then, so my new segment, cap or no cap. My new segment, cap or no cap. Um, man, this is this is something I, I'm I'm gonna I'm hit somebody in the. You don't need a cap. You don't need a cap. I don't. Hey, I, you don't, you don't, you don't need a cap, Demarcus. He 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 being Demarcus. Oh, no, nah, you don't need you don't need a cap, Demarcus. All right, but uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> The first, the first cap or no cap, as y'all know, you know what I'm saying? If if it's if it's you know lie, it's gonna be cap. If it's no cap, you know what I'm saying, then, then you think it's true. So cap or no cap. Jarrell was the best football player on this call. Cap or no cap. I'm gonna go ahead and start with Nate. I've been playing with cousins since we were six years old, and I'm gonna say no cap, honestly. I'm gonna say no cap because. Look, when we say best football player, let me tell you, this boy ain't follow no rules. He ain't <laughs> take no step. 
I don't know if he even knew to play sometimes. He, he I ain't never want nobody else by my side blocking next to me, dog. Yeah. Okay. Trusting him. Trusting him, man. Okay. I didn't see he was he was always undersized, especially in college, bro. Oh and man. I didn't see him go out there and handle some boys. I didn't okay. see him do his thing, man. So Okay, 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 okay. Hey, Mr. Lipton go. Big brother. My big brother. Captain O'Brien. You Let it out, man. That's how you know. That's how you know. Uh, you won't say it. Uh, <laughs> me and Gerald are two different, two different classes. He seen me play. I seen him play. My ego is gonna get the best of me. <laughs> That's why I said it. That's but, why I did this. So I did my, ego, this. my ego will get the best of me. Gerald's. Bigger than I was. But I, I, we always said we would have loved to play together, but we don't do a whole lot of playing against each other. Man, you gonna let us know or not, man. This is cap or no cap, man. Oh, shit. Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no cap. No cap. All right, look. No. Look, 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 look. Tell y'all the truth. Y'all ain't seen Kerry play. <laughs> I was gonna say, I yeah, have it's, 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 it's an unfair question. It's an unfair question. But to me, Nate just was on the head. Look, he got hurt. Yeah. I think it's cap. I personally think Nate healthy, you healthy. I think all y'all healthy because Demarcus even had ankle problems. Ah, <laughs> this dude. Here we go. Humble, humble pie guy. The humble pie guy. No, 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 for real. Nate healthy was was a beast. Like Nate just got it. Just you know, foot, the beast is the name. It's, it's, it's football. Nature of the beast. Yeah. Nate just was unhealthy. I I I was the Emmett Smith of the crew. I should say. Yeah. I was available. Yeah. I was never hurt. Hey man. Hey man. You finished. You saw. The, you saw the top of the mountain. The most fun I ever had as an lineman was playing between Jarrell and my boy Juice. Oh Juice. We need to get this on your I seen Juice play. Juice. Is cool. Cool. Talk about it. strong man. Juice made my job so easy. If he get his hands on you, you, you cornbread fed. You, you got to see Juice. You got to see Juice. Okay, but to go back to Kerry, when you, uh, I don't want to over over brag, but I know you were <laughs> good in, in college at running back, right? Yeah, but I finished D three, so Jarrell wins. So it's no no, no 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 <laughs> no <laughs> Even though we both. <laughs> We both had the same offers. Look, we both had the same offers, but I had academics. You didn't. With nah. academics, you probably go to U of H. Nah, we 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 both pretty good football players. I just did that just get the markets to kind of sweat a little bit. So that's why I, <laughs> I did. I solely did that for the shock value for the markets. I know he was hurting over there. I didn't want to let that out. But this one though, all right, here we go. The I'm Tampa Bay boy. Buccaneers are about to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Whoa, why so quick though? Cuz, bro, because I don't want it to happen, honestly. Because right. I don't want it to happen, Respect. but because y'all was, was quick on the trigger. There. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm about to say he pulled uh, that thing okay. quick. Drop okay. hey, why? Patrick Mahomes, man, Mahomes, my homie. 
y'all, what you think? What you think, Mr. Lip and Go? I, I think you give it up too easy. Like, I, I, don't get me wrong. Mahomes is, is the young goat versus the old goat, like a lot of people have been saying, but uh, I don't know. Three interceptions in the championship game. Man, I'm tired of hearing that, man. Look, this he, he that, that was cap, man. That was cap. I that, that statement was cap. I said that that was bait. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Did you hear his teammates? They said they weren't gonna let him go out like that. Like man, they love exactly him, his teammates. That's his a leader. That's a leader. The whole, the whole thing about coach, three picks. I'm Come on. Three picks. Come on. No, that's not like Three tugs. Three Come on. 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 Come and on that note, man, it's been a great podcast. <laughs> oh, man, it's been a special. Sorry, Kevin King. Sorry, yeah, Kevin yeah, King. Yeah, sorry, Kevin King. Shout out to Kevin King. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I appreciate y'all brothers tapping in with us, though. It's always a good time with y'all, too. We had to bring y'all back, man. Y'all some personal favorites. I always had some enlightening conversation with y'all two brothers. But um, oh, here he goes, Sean. It's, all right, it's time to go. All right, so uh, y'all brothers... Y'all be safe, man. Be a light and we out. Yes, sir. Y'all be cool. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.